0: Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show, also known as The Family. Tom is MIA, so I am here today with
1: Dave Schrader and Andy Brad Bernard.
0: We'll have a special guest in just a bit.
2: Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
0: Uh,
3: We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. April is the
2: cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No,
3: other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walser world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. JLo finally beat Dan Resch.
2: Hey folks, it's Brian
4: Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride—Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or sport bike—you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. One hundred sixty thousand parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets too. Order before eight PM, and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over eighty-nine bucks. Follow Zep's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today.
0: We're back.
1: Sure Tom going
0: to be here eventually.
1: Said about ten minutes.
0: Ten he can't minutes. Rush
3: richness. No, that you know the old, uh, it's Keebler's it's, uh, cookies deal was. It's,
0: it's his creative processes too. Yeah, he's got you
3: know, uh, he's got a lot ruminating.
0: He does. I'm sure we're
3: going to hear about it too. Yes, oh, I'm I'm so. sure we
0: will. <laughs> but we're going to also hear about a book.
3: Yeah, that's right. Joshua Becker is joining us now, promoting his book, "Things That Matter: Overcoming Distractions to Pursue a More Meaningful Life." Joshua, welcome to the show.
4: Well, thank you for having me. It's
3: a pleasure. It's great having you here. See, I love these type of books. I love things that can help put people on a new path and help them start to find ways to find joy and and setting intentions and manifesting a new kind of life for themselves. What was your inspiration for for doing that? Is it just kind of the, the state of the state of the world right now?
4: Uh, my journey probably started 12 years ago when I when I found minimalism and I uh, started looking at all the possessions I had accumulated in my life and started to wonder why I had wasted so much time and energy and effort on buying stuff that didn't matter, um, stuff that had actually become a, a burden in my life. And uh, that process uh, led me down a, a road of uh, owning less, but also looking at some of the other pursuits that had... Uh, popped up in my life, the pursuit of money, the pursuit of fame, the pursuit of um, leisure, the pursuit of happiness, and I uh, really started to question which of those things are going to bring me fulfillment at the end of my life, and which are the things that are just getting in the way of
3: well, I'm curious. When... Sure, um, probably started 12 years ago. You you talk about the fact kind of this minimalization and and getting rid of that. What you know, as I sit here looking at my house and attic and garage, completely chock a block full of crap I probably will never open or see again. But it's it's one of those deals. I know I'm not a hoarder, but every time I go in the garage, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't get rid of it. Oh, you've got kids, too. I've got, well, I mean, it's, it's all the stuff from, like, that when I was help. a kid. It was oh, all the yeah. stuff that I, you know, because my stuff gets relegated to the garage and in the basement yes. uh, in, a, in a closet. Uh, the kids and, and everybody else have run of the house. So it's kind of like, how do you start to break that mold or that desire of feeling like, I, I need to keep this? I need to have these bits. Does that, is that just part of who we are? We want to feel like we've got a tie to something that that's greater than who we are as a person?
4: Oh, there's a, a philosopher named, uh, Ernest Becker. And, uh, he said one time that, um, we're all, uh, we're not afraid of dying. We're afraid of dying with insignificance. Mm. And, uh, and the way we try to overcome that is by accumulating as much stuff as we possibly can stuff. That's going to uh, be around longer than, than we are. Um, but you know, how would I start overcoming that? I think the first, step, the first step for me was realizing that, hey, everything I own doesn't just take up physical space in my home, but it takes up mental space in my mind. It's stuff that I know I have to deal with at some point. I have to get rid of it. And so all the things that we own actually carry a little bit of weight with them And it's not just that our things aren't making us happy, but it's that all the things we own are actually distracting us and keeping us from the things that do bring us happiness, meaning, significance, fulfillment in life. And I think that's the the light bulb moment for people of, okay, I can't just keep living like this. I have to make a change because my future requires me uh, to make a change today.
0: You know, it's interesting. I love this, um, and I agree with you 100%. Every time I move or every time, um, you know, I'm always like, I'm getting rid of everything. I'm purging. I don't want, I'm not going to buy any more stuff. And pretty soon, you're scrolling on Instagram, and it's like, Mm -hmm. that looks like, that's a cute pair of shoes. I think I should get that. (laughs) I mean, it just, it creeps back into your life, this consumerism. Because there's so much to buy. Yeah. Look at a Costco. Yeah. I can't. I, I I I have to like go into Costco and just buy the, the chicken breasts and get out. I otherwise I'll come out with a canoe, um, you know, a new lawnmower. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> I can't. It's like I'm, yeah. I'm weak, man. <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. Joshua, yeah. was,
3: wouldn't it be interesting to see if you had somebody like uh, Albert Einstein now? Right. He was very minimalistic. That's why his brain worked any, so yeah. well. Like he had in his closet, if I understand this properly, he had like seven of the exact same outfits. So he never had to put thought into what am I going to wear today? He just took the outfit out, put it on. He didn't memorize things like phone numbers, anything that he could look up later. Why put it in your mind? Why bother holding on to this information? And and the guy was a genius and, and had a, a great impact and he wasn't confined to anybody else's set of standards of how we go about living and how we go about processing things, and it seemed to really open up his imagination, his mind, and intelligence to a totally different level. Do you think that he was doing this in in his own life as as that choice? Um,
4: Yeah, I don't know him. He had some quirky things about him. I I remember walking by his house in uh, I, I think New Jersey, and he had painted the Painted the front door a, a bright purple or something so he could remember which house was his. Right. So, um, <laughs> so there's a certain level to do it of it. But you, I mean, you find examples even today like Steve Jobs and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I, I, I think he's still doing it where, you know, generally wearing the same things every day. Um, it, it's, it's really, honestly, it's, it's really the heart of, of what the book is uh, Things That Matter, Overcoming Distraction to Pursue a More Meaningful Life. Um, because I, I started to recognize how it's almost like society hijacks our passions and begins to redirect them towards whatever they want to sell us.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
4: so the, like the, the funny little joke on as you're talking about Costco is you, you don't go to Target to get what you want. You go to Target so Target can tell you what you want. And there's a little bit of the... The world around us, marketing, advertising, probably some internal motivations that that we begin living our lives chasing things that don't really matter in the long run. Uh, not just the canoe from Costco, but <laughs> always needing, always wanting more and more money or more and more likes on social media, right. and. Um, and the book is about recognizing what some of those distractions are so that we can live focused intentional lives on um, on, on our passions and uh, things that help other
0: people. yeah I, I 100% agree with with what you're saying How do you but how do you we live in a marketing world everything our phone is listening to us so that it can market yeah. things to us how do we how, how do we? put up a shield against all of this influx right now that we've identified
3: the problem, how do we start to move past it and and beat these odds?
4: Yeah. Um, honestly, uh, well, uh, a lot of the the book will talk uh, about some of that. Um, but I have found, well, number one, recognizing that, that there's going to be these messages all around us that we're, we're, we're constantly being sold. Um, uh, I have found that the more I embrace, focus on things that matter, and I'm not perfect, so I don't want this to sound prideful or arrogant or anything. Like I'm, I'm, I, I wrestle with all the same things that uh, that others do, but I find that when I start um, spending money on things that matter to me, when I start investing my life or my talents in things that are going to serve other people and help other people and solve problems I'm passionate about in the world, then some of those marketing messages mean less to me. Um, So just a a short story. Um, We started a nonprofit back in 2015 called The Hope Effect, and we're changing the way the world cares for orphans. And a lot of our money goes towards that nonprofit. I remember the day my neighbor bought a new boat And, like, I didn't care that my neighbor bought a new boat because I knew that my money was going towards something that um, was important and meaningful to me. Uh, But I think when we just buy the bigger screen television or we buy the boat ourselves and it doesn't bring us lasting meaning, and then our neighbor buys a nicer boat or a nicer car, then we... We tend to regret the thing that we bought and wish that we had bought the thing that they had bought instead. I, I, hopefully I'm explaining that a little bit. Well, I always think the best way to overcome envy uh, is to live a life focused on your passions and values and um, uh, knowing that you're staying true to those things.
2: I would like to know how you uh, get people to watch the news if everybody's just behaving because all they ever do on the news is lie and get people to feel worse. And I don't care if it's the far left news or the far right news. It's just uh, telling you things that will upset you so you'll tune in. So it is tough to live a meaningful life, when the very people that should be giving you the information are lying to your face every day.
4: Um. Yes, indeed, and uh, I, I think I, I think recognizing that is is helpful. Um, I can't uh, I can't be in in control of no every no. media outlet. I, I can't be in control of uh, what how the how the world is living, even how my neighbor is choosing to live. But I can I can take control of my own life. Right. Uh, I can recognize what what news and information is helpful to me and is needed by me. Um, and when I'm becoming, when it's just causing me to become enraged, uh, when it's distracting me from my family, when it's keeping me from my loved ones, like trying to find that that line of, uh, when is this information helping me? Uh, and when is it distracting me and, you know, um, I can write the book to try to show this to other people, but ultimately they're uh, going to make that decision for themselves.
2: No, they are. I just wish they wouldn't make the decision for me. That's the problem I have.
0: Well, you have the decision. You can just turn it off. No, no, no. no. I'm just
2: (laughs) just not talking about the news here. I'm talking about the fact that if I don't believe what you believe, then I'm an asshole and I need to be destroyed. That's a problem that I do have with people. I don't have to agree with everything you say to be a good person. And how did we get, Joshua, how did we get there? That's the part I don't get.
4: Uh, which part specifically? No, How can I disagree it... and not be a jerk? Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the deal, Joshua. Like
0: I, doxing I, or?
2: I'm a different kind of a person. I was just, a matter of fact, in a meeting and uh, talking to people about this. If I think you're a jerk and you keep acting like a jerk, I'm not going to tell the people around me, oh, you know, he's a jerk. I'm going to come up to you and go, you know what, Joshua, you're a pain in the ass and you need to stop, you know. So most people I know won't do that. I understand that, but I learned that from my mother. She said, don't just sit there and take that whole deal. So what people do now is this whole, you know, cancel culture deal and all the rest of it. And and, and the reason I'm so passionate about this, Joshua, is you use the proper words for me. Pursue a more meaningful life. You couldn't say it any better than you did. I'd love to pursue a a meaningful life. I'm here with my family and my friends. I love them dearly. That's what matters to me. Joshua, I don't know you. Uh, we probably don't agree on everything, we agree on some things, but you seem like a nice guy to me, and if we don't agree on something, I'm not going, that Becker, I don't care for that guy. You know, right?
0: it's because you're a grown-up, and that's... Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: But it's meaningful. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not, hopefully not. It's <laughs> I'll, I'll hang on the line when we're done and see if that is what you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, oh, no, we always
3: wait till five minutes after you hang yeah. up to rip you apart. Uh, yeah. See, Joshua, so, I, need,
4: I needed that so last thing. Um, so, a lot of the book is about what are we pursuing? Uh, like, what are, what are the motivations behind why we do what we do? And when I think our motivation is we we love people, uh, we we want to help people, we, we want to solve problems in the world, we want to live a life that, that is meaning, we want to accomplish the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Like, when yep. this becomes the goal, then I think that conversation, uh, you know, whether you're approaching someone confrontational or, or just having a nice conversation, but it... It helps frame that in a way, and and maybe there is a time where, for the good of the world, I need to stand up to someone and call them out to their face and uh, say they are what they are, Uh, or there's other times where, okay, maybe I need to understand a little bit more of of where you're coming from, maybe your intentions are good, you're just thinking incorrectly about it, like that's different than someone who is maliciously um you know trying to bring everyone down but if my goal is hey how do i just live my best how do i how do i help the most number of people then i think the way we approach those conversations are different rather than i just need to prove my point i need to get more listeners i need to get more followers i need to go viral (sighs) on social media right like I, i think the way we approach those things changes that makes sense
3: I had a quick question for you. This, to me, is the toughest part, right? It's easy to blame marketing and and uh, media because they're paid to market things. But it, it spills over into the real world, Joshua, right? Now it's not just TV telling us what we need. Yeah. You know, my dad, uh, he refuses to upgrade past a flip phone. <laughs> he, he doesn't <laughs> want to use the Internet. He doesn't <laughs> have email. And wherever he goes, if any of these things come up, all that happens is everybody around him then lambastes him for, you got to get with it. You have to, you have to, you have to. So it's not just media that's pounding us and the advertising and, and, and our phones listening to us and sending us ads for those things. How do we get past the people in our lives that we love and care about, but always have an opinion on what would make our lives better? And, and how do we separate from that without destroying families or friendships?
4: Yeah. I, uh, I, I, had a great conversation with a friend of mine who's, um, uh, who's pretty successful, but uses a lot, uses his money to uh, a lot of philanthropic traffic efforts. And his dad always makes fun of him for not having a nicer car. He said it, it, it's literally like how he defines success. And that's yep. just, that's just not how I define success. And, uh, so how do I, how do I handle this? Um, you know, uh, uh, your grandpa probably proved the point that I, I like to tell people: you don't have to be on social media to make a difference in the world. Um, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can be your your best self, and you can influence people uh, around you without needing to be on social media. And, and sometimes I think it does uh, detract from the influence that, that we can have. I think that it's, uh there's a, a lot of self confidence um, as a part of this book and as a part of this conversation. So say no I like my life my grandpa was never on social media but he had a he had a big influence in the world and he just never thought that he needed it he's like I I feel like I'm accomplishing my purpose and I'm not on social media so why would I allow that distraction into my life um I don't know your grandpa but you know if he's a you know, a wise man, then he he he, he probably gets that, and you can say, you know, you, these young bucks are always going to tell me to get a, a new phone, but I'm, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm I'm content with my life with without it. Um, and so, whatever the, not just your grandpa's example, but whatever the people around us are saying, we need to get on, or we need to be involved with, or we need to buy um, to take a step back and say, no, I, I think I'm I think I'm living my my best life right now uh without those things uh, as a part of it you know, easier bad. said than done obviously right. but yeah. i think that when we hit yeah. that point uh it becomes easier to, to say no
2: you know an important part of this to me and is it's kind of what i when i first got here and asked you that question and and said to you joshua becker that pursue more uh, to pursue a more meaningful life is a, is a is a perfect way to put it and the reason I brought that up is because if I think you're a pain in the ass, I'd go, you know what, Joshua, you're a pain in the ass. You need to get it straight away. But by the same token, I would not lie to you and tell you I like what you said if I didn't like what you said or what you did. When I said, hey, that was a, that, that's exactly what, it, uh, what the meaning should be, pursue a more meaningful life. So when I say that to you, you can feel good about it because I'm not lying to you. Because if I was going to tell you the truth and I didn't like it, I'd go, you know what, that line sucks. Wouldn't we? It wouldn't it be better if we all lived a very honest life, whether it's praising someone well, or maybe not.
3: <laughs> you don't think so?
2: You don't like the you don't like the praising. Tom, someone? do
3: these jeans make my ass look fat? <laughs> yes, they're yeah, horrible. They <laughs> yes, yeah, those moments, Tom, are not going to work in anybody's favor. Well, so. they don't work in mine. Yeah. People I think we can do better. World. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it.
4: It's not, it's not your jeans, it's
3: your butt that makes you look bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the jeans It's uh.
4: the butt.
2: But no, the upside to me is when you say, hey, hey, Tom, nice to meet you. Hey, Joshua, good job. Uh, you know, the book's available on Amazon. You've done one of them. I'm not lying to you, just kissing up to you. That's the thing. I'm going through a big problem right now with the corporation because they love the ass-kissing ladder-climbing thing, and I just don't do that, and I would never think of doing that. They're having a real problem with that. It's amazing.
3: Did you tell them it's tiring to have to keep climbing down the ladder to kiss their ass, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the whole. Yeah, they don't see it that way, I'll tell you that. They do not see it that way. But I, I just, see, when somebody comes up, like Joshua, an example. My wife is sitting right across the table from me. Our son is to my left, her right. But when my wife every night comes to me and tells me she loves me and kisses me goodnight, it means a great deal to me because I know she's not making it up. Well, wait, wait a minute. I well, think she's up. Days. <laughs> That's most days, Joshua, not
3: all. Days. During the COVID days of the uh, dish underneath the basement door, are yeah, you still uh, questioning
1: yeah, those yeah. moments?
2: Yeah, that was a thrill. <laughs> that was a thrill. Back,
1: back. Things
2: that matter. And I think it's a great title, by the way, Joshua. Things that matter. There are so many things that people get upset about or care about that don't matter at all. Things that matter, overcoming distractions to pursue a more meaningful life. I love the title of the book. I love your intent with the whole situation. We need this more than ever right now because people are just, well, you did see, Joshua report these far left and far right viewpoints, the extreme viewpoints, basically are coming from an overconsumption of alcohol that just came out a couple of days ago. We Mm. talked about it six months ago. People are getting hammered, and it's carrying over day by day, and, and that affects not everybody but a lot of people. That's not good.
3: Why do you keep staring at me when you talk about that talk? <laughs>
1: booze hounds?
4: You know. Yeah, uh, thought
2: I smelled vodka. It's no. a booze hound problem. There's no question. But no, I, I cover.
4: Um, I, I I cover uh, I, I cover eight distractions in the book: uh, fear, uh, regret, happiness, money, possessions, accolades, leisure, and the the distraction of technology. Um, and uh, I thought I had a uh, I thought I had a pretty exhaustive list, but I, I guess I should have included alcohol in the uh, well, in the no. list. Maybe maybe that's in the maybe yeah. that's a little bit in this chapter on, on happiness, but um, or the pursuit of the selfish pursuit of happiness. The, the selfish private But you're <laughs> right. I mean, we are the the uh, when most people hear the title uh, "Things That Matter: Overcoming Distraction to Pursue a More Meaningful Life," they think to themselves, "Oh, good, you're going to help me put my phone away." <laughs> and uh, like there's a chapter on that and there's a there's a chapter on, you know, the, the blinking lights and the urgency of right. every notification and news and, and everything. Um, but uh, I, I think the book challenges people in, in even deeper ways than that, although that is uh, a super um, important thing to, uh, to think about. for Sure. So it's included in the book. I think it's to.
2: What inspired you to do this? Was there one particular thing, or was it just a string of things you went? you know this this is not where I'm headed, this is not where I want to go. I want to pursue a more meaningful life. were there were there a few things? Was there one thing that made you write the book?
4: i uh, I discovered minimalism about, well, here, uh, yeah, I can tell you exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, september September twenty nineteen, I went to a seminar. A workshop and the leader, Charlie Gilkey, uh, he said, Hey, close your eyes and answer this question. If you were to die today, what is the one thing you would most regret not accomplishing with your life? And uh, the, a mom talked about preparing her kids for life. Uh, a young woman talked about an art project. Uh, this book uh, came to my mind. Um, that, that just took some of my thoughts about how I had seen distractions pop up in my life, um, how... I'd seen other people distracted by, by things that didn't matter in the long run. And uh, that, was the, that was the evening uh, that the idea behind this book was, uh, was birthed out. And then, um, yeah, we did a nationwide survey to uh, looked at a bunch of studies and share a bunch of stories, and I think it makes a, a pretty good case for uh, some of the things that get in the way of our, of our best life.
2: Joshua, we need to take a very quick break. We can get you for another 10 minutes. Does that work? Oh, yeah, sure. Happy to. All right, we'll be right back in just a couple minutes with Joshua Becker, ladies and gentlemen. Things that matter, overcoming distractions to pursue a more meaningful life. We'll be right back. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year,
3: Dan? We are back,
2: ladies and gentlemen The book is called Things That Matter, Overcoming Distractions To Pursue a More Meaningful Life available on Amazon and Everywhere Joshua Becker, our special guest Joshua had a nice interview Going was nice and smooth And I showed up and threw a bunch of Monkey wrenches into the deal <laughs> but no, I just, I had a deal this morning, Joshua I had a deal with some people And I was like, would you... Well, let me put it this way: It didn't happen this morning, but the same people a while back. I uh, was talking to him and the guy was just being a dick on me. the phone. Was like, you know, one of those guys. He's on the phone being a, just a jerk. And I said to him in a joking manner, "Ooh, tough guy from twelve hundred miles away." He reported me to corporate that I threatened him. Mm. It's like, are you kidding? Oh, that was a, you've never heard a threat if you thought that was a threat. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jesus, why is that? so as part of this, people pursuing a more meaningful life, uh, you know, uh, as part of this, the fact that some people just can't grasp it and they'll never understand, I guess the best way to put this, Joshua, and I want to get your opinion on this. I want to get everybody in the room's opinion on this. If I didn't like somebody I worked with, but they did a really good job, okay? <laughs> but they did a, a great job, right? <laughs> Wouldn't I protect the product over everything else? If if that person, man or woman, is doing a really good job, I don't care for them, but wouldn't I, as a boss, protect the product and not protect my own ego? Right?
4: Sure, might depend
2: on what the product is, I suppose. Let's say it's a book. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 no, and I and I and I mean that sincerely. I mean, like, what is the Oh I, I I don't know, this is this therapy? I don't I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> no, uh, Joshua, you
0: I, I need to solve my, more my problems. Be, so
4: like right, like like what is it that I'm trying that I'm trying to protect? Is it uh, I'm trying to protect my uh, my reputation or or is it, you know, something good? Is are we, are, is, we yeah. are we doing something good in the world? Are we doing something that's helping people? Are we mm-hmm. doing something that's that's inspiring people and solving problems? And if so then yeah, I think, we, I think we guard that and, and we take that, um, we do what we can to, uh, uh, to keep that mission pure. If, if the goal is, hey, I, I just want to be famous, I just want to make a lot of money, then, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't be um, throwing people overboard if, uh, for selfish pursuits in that way. That's my first thought yeah, that comes I, to mind. I, I yes,
2: yeah, it's not I don't about know. selfish. And people. I don't
4: feel threatened by you at all. Why would you?
0: Yeah, right? I <laughs> well, that sounded you.
3: threatening to me, Tom. <laughs> Why <laughs> yes, would you? Exactly. I
0: just no, think yeah. I think we're in we're in a society right now that is um, very polarized in so many different ways, and I think the I think egos have gotten completely out of control. I think everybody's looking at other people yes. and, and thinking yep. how whatever they think somehow reflects upon my ego. And they have to think Mm -hmm. the way I think or my ego is damaged somehow. Well,
3: it's the entitlement factor, right? I mean, it's the fact that that everybody's got this entitlement. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I love these self-help books because it does help start putting people on the right path. But the, the problem remains. And you've got people that are doing things that they think are in the vein of making their lives better, but they don't pay attention to the fallout or... Or the actions and how that might affect a a grander scale. Yeah,
0: yeah, because somebody listening to this program could say, oh, well, I'm a social justice warrior on Facebook. Right. And all I do is, you know, go after everybody who doesn't, (laughs) who isn't a social justice warrior like me because I'm superior in all ways. And they could think that they're giving meaning to the world, but they're actually harming, they're not really helping their cause in a lot of ways. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's where I, th- yeah, I just think I mean, our I, egos have gotten yeah. just completely out of control, looking for I, uh, those likes. I, I think
4: that's a brilliant way to say it.
0: Thank you. I think that's a brilliant way
4: to say it. I mean, not every, uh, someone once told me, not, not every um, counterpoint on social media is a personal attack on you. Um, and, and it's true. And there are like, there are people that want to solve problems in the world that disagree with me on the best way to solve those problems like i can have a conversation with that person differently than the person who is motivated by power or is motivated by um getting their political party in in positions of power or Mm -hmm. making money off of fundraising or whatever 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 it is like when someone's motivated by ego, when someone's motivated by power, when someone's motivated by money, like that's a very different person than someone who wants to solve the same problem but just wants to do it differently than me. I think they we tend to find more common ground in conversations than than people who are out for themselves all the time, which again, I I like to think the, the book's not about politics, but I, you know, I think the book addresses a little bit, like what what is motivating us to act the way that we do.
2: See, that makes total sense.
0: Yeah,
3: I like that. Well, I know my motivations are pure. They're just I want everybody to think the way I think, and I don't <laughs> yeah, know well, what's wrong with the ones that don't. They should yeah. just die. Yeah, what's wrong? I mean, is with that you? wrong? Is that the wrong frame of mind? <laughs>
2: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Joshua Becker. The book is called "Things That Matter: Overcoming Distractions to Pursue a More Meaningful Life." It's available on Amazon and everywhere else. Joshua, thanks for putting up with me jumping in late and you know getting in. And it's all right that you basically implied that my points were meaningless, but my wife's point was brilliant. So thanks. I got to take that home with me now, Joshua. Live with that <laughs> oh, okay. Now. No okay. one said any thanks, of those Dad.
0: things. I'm, 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 I'm glad I could join the chorus
4: of. Voices that have been telling you that for all. Years. <laughs> well, thank you, Joshua. I'd
2: love you to come back, man. I would love to have you back on the show. It was
4: great.
2: Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, Joshua. Joshua Becker, ladies and gentlemen, things that matter.
0: Yeah, the I like you that. Think. Well, it, it's uh, it's just um, we are so wrapped up in so much <clears throat> right now. It just like I said with me, social media and. And the news and politics and all of this stuff going on. COVID did not help at all. No,
2: COVID is the thing that caused this big rage of yeah, alcoholism yeah, and people fentanyl just down. got mm-hmm. so.
0: It, it's like if you're looking for problems, you're always going to find one. Yeah. If you're looking for somebody to insult you, you're always going to find an insult. I mean, it just that's just how it's going to be. If you're oh, running no around question. looking for things that are wrong, oh, to be offended you're gonna, by. It, you're right. going to find
3: it. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was kind of alluding to is it's our ego of, you know, Andy and I get along great and he's got a kid. I've got a kid. And he thinks raising his kid this way is a good idea. And I think that's not you could have that conversation and not have it be an issue. But there's a lot of people where it's like, no, he's an idiot.
4: Right. There's absolutely. no other way to look at it. Oh, He's yeah. an
3: idiot. Well, you yeah. know, if you're not doing it like this, and it's like, you know, kids are different, people are different, and you're gonna have these opinions. And the problem is we spend so much time and money and effort in trying to fix problems when we can't even agree what the real problem is or what the solution is. That's why there's four hundred different uh, charities serving the same charity because My version feels like we should tackle this aspect of it, and yours should tackle that. And man, if we pulled that money and actually did something good with it, and everybody was kind of on board with one version of this, how much better would that go? Right. You know, how much further would we make it in the world? So a lot of it's you know, if you want to make a difference in your life, you have to start by really soul searching and what is important to you. What do you want to change, and what do you want to see? And then starting to let go, not only of just the personal items like like Joshua was saying but letting go of the fact that you're not going to control other people.
0: No, and the they're not going to control, control you. Yourself, right, so right? just
3: go about your life once you realize what's important to you, just go for it. Like my dad, I I could beat him up every day about, "Dude, get a real phone." He's not going to listen cuz he's completely fine. He's he's lived 75 years without internet. Without needing to be, uh, you know, reached by phone every second of the day or by text, he's cool with it. So don't try to alter other people's perspectives. Right.
0: I, I mean, just a little devil's advocate here, though. It's like younger people don't use the phone; they text. Right. Yeah. That's There's true. gonna be no emailing grandpa. There's right. gonna be no phone calls. There's no voicemail. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna write him a letter.
3: Well, that, that went out the text, window twenty years ago. Yeah, anyway, so. exactly.
0: If they don't text, if he doesn't text them, they're never going to probably communicate with him unless they see him in person. Which, how often does that actually right. happen anymore? You know, thankfully
3: so, for me, a lot.
0: Oh, good. So well, yeah, well, that's but, nice. But, well, and
3: you guys too. You get to see the grandchildren a lot, so that's a, that's a plus.
0: Yeah, and, and when my father was a little bit more. Um, Buh, less blind <laughs> a little more less blind leave the apartment yeah yeah and not yeah, so much a shut and all that stuff he was on facebook a lot yeah not on his page or whatever but he could see his great-grandkids you sure. know mm-hmm. that live across the country and all that stuff is good to connect with yeah. and he had to be talked into that he didn't want to do it but after he did it 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 did en- enrich his life sure but you know, at the same time, it's But he it's knew like,
3: moderation. He wasn't he there to get likes. For,
0: yeah. Exactly. He wasn't taking
3: pictures of his uh, dinty more beef stew no. and sending it out to the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> no. But this is exactly. my dinner tonight, right? Nobody cares. Yeah,
0: and the same thing with the telephone. It would have been nice if he would have ever learned how to text. No, he didn't. Because... And, I mean, well, he couldn't see it anyway, so... Well, at one time, I mean, he's been around long enough to be able to see the phone. It would have been nice to be like, where the hell are you when you can't get a hold? You know, they haven't answered their telephone in four days. And you're like, are they dead Mm. in the house? And nobody knows. Oh, oh, you went to Hawaii and didn't tell anybody. Thank you.
3: (laughs) It's it's sad when you hear those news stories. I think you did it on KQ a few weeks ago The the uh, family went in and they found that the two people that were living in the house had been dead for like three years and nobody yeah. knew about what? it. Nobody knew about it. Right. Three yeah. And they're finally years? after like three years, they're like, uh, oh, it was the kid, right? His son had died at the kitchen table. Yeah. And the father just couldn't part with him. So, like, after three years, somebody finally called and they're like, you got to do a welfare check. He, he always says the kid's out or doing something. And they went there and the kid was dead at the table. And, uh, oh, my. Yeah. God. But it's how sad is it that there are people, you know, you've got your bank account automatic deposit or, or withdrawals. And oh, yeah. every month you get your social security check put in there or your paycheck or whatever is coming through. And every month the bills are automatically being yeah. deducted. Oh, it's not true. until something ends that people realize. You know, Tom hasn't answered his phone in five years. <laughs> yeah. And then they go in, and there's just skeletal remains of somebody at home. It's yeah. bonkers. It is bonkers. At what point does the mailman go, is this guy ever going to take his damn right? mail inside? Yeah, there right. is.
1: Yeah, you'd think like someone. I heard a story about uh, there was this elderly woman, and I don't remember where it is. But every day, she would order a pizza. And then one day, right. she didn't order a pizza. So the pizza guy went to her house And it turns out she had, like, fallen and broken her hip and couldn't get up. But the fact that she didn't order a pizza for one day in the past, like, three years or whatever, this pizza guy goes in there and he rescued her. Oh. So when people pay attention. And
3: she still didn't tip.
1: (laughs) Well, she is old, so. (laughs) A pizza
0: every day? Every day.
1: Well, I mean, you're old. You can't leave the house, you know. What are are you going to do? Eat pizza. Uh, Every day. I could eat pizza every day.
0: Mm. After Whoa. three years, you Actually, might change I, I your probably, mind. I
1: probably yeah. After the fourth pizza in a row, after the beauty after is you can change left, the toppings on the pizza, Yeah so it's After never you guys same. left
0: the house, I had, had I didn't have pizza for like two or three years. Oh, so sure. I was like, I, give, I don't ever want to have pizza because it was every night. What do you want for dinner? Pizza, pizza, mm-hmm. pizza. I think we had pizza. Two or three nights a week. Tonight, oh, when we were like in an Yeah.
3: it's always macaroni and cheese, hot dogs, and pizza. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with the chicken nuggets. Let's bring
1: mm. it up.
0: When we were in Tonight, Florida, we're got fancy. going to
1: Mario's. We'd have Mario's in the house all oh, yeah. the, at all
0: times. Definitely. We'd it's get it. We'd pizza. eat it
1: for a few days. And then once it was gone, we'd get another one. Mm-hmm. Mario the baker. <laughs> Mario the baker. Yep. That is awfully <laughs> good, good pizza. of stuff. To
0: Mario. Mario the
2: baker. <laughs> Mario the baker. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I, I was I was very happy to have that Um guest on and talk about his book it makes me feel like oh other people are feeling the way i feel these days i feel like we're just going in the wrong direction in a lot of ways it's wonderful
2: yeah i'm telling you i agree with you completely and and, and, uh, we have got to do something about this because uh, again the the anger the and it's all the anger is all from fear all of this anger yeah. is fear-based. There's no doubt about it. Have oh, you guys been
0: to... listening to this, this whole libs of TikTok thing? Oh my God, that oh. woman is no. In I try style. to okay. have
3: a life. So
0: oh, okay, listen to this. There's swear words hey, in here. If sorry. If your parents
3: don't love and accept you for who you are this Christmas, fuck them. I'm your parents now. I'm proud of you. Drink some water. I love you.
4: Bye.
1: Hey, if what? your parents don't love and accept what's you, what's the context who you of this? this? It's a teacher. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, it's well. a
0: teacher. And he's on this. This the libs of TikTok is a very popular Twitter site. It is, yeah. And all this woman does is go on TikTok and repost. Yep. Things like this. I mean, this is a teacher. I, you know, and she doesn't make any commentary about it. She just posts it, and then people obviously will comment on that.
2: Now she's making comments on it, though. Well, on the news, not on TikTok. Well, not on she,
0: there, was t- there was a there was a journalist from the Washington Post. Right. Yep. Um, who? What's her name? Taylor uh, Lorenz. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. She posted this woman who runs libs of TikTok, her uh, real estate license number.
3: No, she doxed her.
0: Where she lives. Yeah, she everything. did. Everything. Yep. This same reporter, Taylor Lawrence was just on, I don't know what, I think MSNBC, uh, crying, uh, uh, big tears, because some people were mean to her on social media.
1: Ah, that's yeah, the that's one. what we call yeah, a, psychopath. a psychopath.
0: She's done she's that, that two times. She's he's, been on different shows yep. crying about how horrible it is for people to be mean to you on well, social media. But she showed up at whoever this woman is, lives of TikTok, at her, one of her relatives' houses. So she's like totally going full out doxing on this woman. Mm. It turns out that how she found out who this woman was, because she's never, uh, she, she doesn't, she, she's not a public figure. Mm-hmm. She just does this site.
1: Um, well, she's a realtor.
0: Yeah, well, I guess so, but now, now we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has to go into hiding because of this whole Taylor Lawrence mm-hmm. person. Um, it turns out that the money... To find her came from a from germany Mm -hmm. it was given to a former employee of twitter to figure out who this woman was Mm -hmm. this is how convoluted trying to find people that you don't agree with and and shut them down she isn't she isn't saying i hate anybody she just I mean, I personally think it's a good idea for people to know what your teacher is saying if they're saying yeah, "fuck yeah. your Thanks. kid," yeah, "fuck your teacher." Your I mean, no, fuck, you your "fuck your parents." parents. I am your parent now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that they should be saying things no, like that they to should the not kids. Be saying things like Must that. much less posting it, someplace. Yeah. So, if what this, if what libs of TikTok is doing is so horrible. Um it's still freedom of speech and she's not actually saying anything. She's just reposting things that are out there that people have for anyone to see. So why is this woman being so targeted by the Washington post
3: that falls under the same thing with people that were taking uh, comments made by a former politician uh, who would make outrageous claims and then they would repost them as true. At what point do you, you know, if you're part of the problem, at what point do, do you have culpability?
0: But exposing? Right. There,
3: There's the line. But everybody feels they have this entitlement that, well, when they're picking on me, it's wrong. But I'm trying to do something just. I'm trying to help somebody. You know, I'm trying to expose... Uh, in, uh, in injustice. And it's weird because, you know, every villain is the hero of their own story. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it, it's so weird to just watch this, but I, I'm also not of the henny penny mind. I don't think the world's fallen apart. We've lived through this numerous times through the last two thousand years. There's always war. There's always famine. There's always disease, you know and
0: there's always propaganda. Right. Mm-hmm. And
3: in the eighties, you know, I lived through Uh, the first pandemic of my life, AIDS, you know, if you remember everybody just kind of the world shut down and the fact that everybody's like terrified to have sex or Mm -hmm. if somebody with AIDS sneezed near you, you'd get it. It it was that, you know, but it was done in a different way. But we've always had war. We've always had economic strife and gas prices. I remember the gas lines two miles long to try to get and they would keep you to three or four gallons of gas because there was a run on it and prices and gouging and this and that. So This isn't anything new, but now the difference is everybody has a voice. Everybody has a way to say it. So it's all the stuff that's been said before. All the hate speech has always been there. You just didn't hear it because you weren't going to their meetings. Now their meetings are centralized. Yeah. You know, so.
0: Also, what I, I I do believe in freedom of speech and mm -hmm. I don't care what you believe. To tell you the truth, It doesn't affect me on what you believe. Right? right? I don't care. <clears throat> no, I, I mean, I if I think you're more. stupid for believing something, I'll internalize that. I told <laughs>
2: you not to tell David. <laughs> <that you're
0: stupid>. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? but, but that's or the I right, might, way handle Or I might ask it. you why you think you know the way you do, and if I agree with it, yeah, or if you can change my mind and bring me around to your way of thinking, great. Well, that's, uh, that's doing fine.
3: paranormal radio for seventeen years. People ask me, why did you give this guy a forum to talk? This guy's obviously nuts. And I'm like, I think you can learn from everybody. Yeah, I may not agree, I agree with what this guy's saying, but what's just as fascinating to me is why he believes
0: right. this right. took place. Exactly.
3: Why he believes that John F. Kennedy is still alive and uh, his head was filled with sawdust, you know, in order to. And, and there are people like this. To me, it sounds ludicrous. It's a c- crazy conspiracy. But hearing. You tell it to me, there's a lot of interesting facets to hearing why we have perceptions the way we do. How do we learn these things? There's a really good documentary on HBO called I Love You Now Die, which is about that girl from 2014 that made the news because she was texting her boyfriend to commit suicide. And, oh, and yeah. drove her oh, into yeah, that. Yeah, and she, had yeah. to, she got called in. She was found guilty of this and had to serve time. And it was in the news. And she is demonized and should be because of what we heard. The documentary is interesting because the first hour and a half, the part one, is the prosecution. Mm-hmm. So you hear the demonization. The second half is the defense. And both sides are reality, but it's a different perspective. Right. And you hear this girl. And then you realize both these two were star-crossed lovers that dealt with mental issues, were both on different medications to try to help their depression and anxiety. They both switched medications, which can cause this involuntary intoxication, which also clouds your thoughts. Then her boyfriend, who's miserable, and for two years basically talked to her about how he wanted to kill himself. The only way he'd ever be happy is if if he could just die. And finally, at the end, she's like, I know that he's never going to be happy, so I support him in this. If this is how he wants to be, and and all of a sudden you have this different perspective of she really wasn't a monster in that case. She was just supporting somebody she loved in her convoluted way. And it's weird to look at that, but then you're like, wow, there are different sides of this story that you can look at that are compelling to say, yeah, nobody should talk like this until you also realize we're talking about a 14-year-old, 15-year-old girl who's not making Oh. Adult choices. Yeah. And neither was he. And so there's, to me, I think it's fascinating when you get these looks. And, and in this documentary, it didn't seem like they were coming across trying to point you in either direction. They gave you a bite from both sides of the cake, and you get to make up your own mind of what do you think is right or well, wrong.
0: As they say, there's no reality, only perception.
3: Right. Right. And when we're only told half of the story, right. All we can go on is what we know. Yep.
2: Wally's next. We ran a little long there. What? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. Why don't we just come right back, Andy? We just we'll take about a two-minute silent break and then hit the uh, hit it again. All right, silent You can do that. Break. All right, sounds good. Thanks. <laughs>